0: Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shaanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have my co host Gina Warfel with me. Hey, welcome, Gina. Hi, and we have a very, very special guest with us. Her name is Alex Williams, and she has a remarkable story. And there's something that this incredibly powerful woman and I have in common. And that is our love for hyperbaric oxygen therapy and getting it to the American people because these therapies, you guys, are so underutilized and they are so powerful. And I've literally been fighting with the government for two years to get my clinic open and it's going to be opening springtime 2022. But this isn't about my story. This is about Alex's really powerful story. Alex, Welcome. Thank you for your time. And please tell all the listeners why you're so amazing. What is your story and how you got into this?
1: Well, thank you for having me. Um, We get into helping people in all different forms. And um, my story yet unique is is no different than any other healer um, in this world. I worked 10 years on an ambulance as an EMT in -hmm. East Oakland in California. Yeah. And I was bound for a career in law enforcement. Mm hmm. I was really drawn to law enforcement because around that time, we started to hear those names that we know very na- very well now. Yes, George Floyd and Trayvon Martin yes. and all of these people that whatever the story was, they were dying in a large way because of a lot of issues around misconceptions and not understanding in socioeconomics and how that affects people in uh, different aspects Of our society. And so I was hoping to be the change that we were looking for in law enforcement to really start engaging around how we change things. Amazing. Um, Amazing. And it felt like a natural evolution to work on an ambulance for 10 years and then bring myself into a law enforcement uh, space. I was a sponsored Ironman triathlete uh, for seven years. And um, I had used the hyperbaric chamber when I was an athlete amazing uh, for performance, not for recovery. And it yeah. was a soft shell chamber. And so I had a little bit of understanding with it, but, uh, at the time I had just finished a police Academy and I was on a wrestling team mm-hmm. and, uh, we had a meet one night. It was a Saturday night. And, uh, one of my teammates was like, do you want to go? And I'm like, Uh, yeah, I'll take you out. I'll take you to the yard. But um, (laughs) we could just go home. We had already fought. We had cooled down and he was like, let's go. And his, his new girlfriend was there. And I was like, okay, let's go uh-huh. He's 80 pounds over my weight class. Oh, um, no. but we, we went for it and I tore my shoulder lifting him oh, man. over my shoulder and, um, I won the match. <laughs> there, That's there the important the part. <laughs> um, I'm all of five. For three, the record. But I, I won that match and, um, tore my shoulder doing it. I'm sure my mom is like internally just shaking her head, uh, but, uh, Uh The next day, I couldn't lift my hand a little bit more than this, and I definitely couldn't bring it forward, and I couldn't lift any weight on it, Mm -hmm. so I went to my primary care doctor, and my primary care doctor prescribed me Vicodin and told me it would take 16 months Yikes. to heal and basically just patted me on the other shoulder and told me to go yikes no referral to physical therapy um no occupational therapy uh refer just the vicodin and go pouch oh, your way unbelievable and in 16 weeks i would have been out of the hiring game to be mm-hmm. a law enforcement officer and so for me that wow. was not a thing that i could do and so i was just rattling around like i don't want to take vicodin it makes me constipated mm-hmm. and it doesn't help anything it yep. just masks the pain yep. and so lots of research and i came to uh i came to hyperbarics again and i thought okay this has to do something it's got to do something mm-hmm. and the more i read the more I fell in love with it. When I was a sponsored athlete, you just do what your coach says to do, right? right, the right. Coach told me to like use, use manure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you do you it. Know, for, for a moisturizer, <laughs> faster, I've been like, you totally okay, I'm using manure. Yeah. Right? Can, can um, we just
0: pause about the research around hyperbaric and how phenomenal it is? And it blows my mind that not
1: more people know about it, right? Well, we're definitely beginning a renaissance phase. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. And, and I think that, um, there's a, a culmination of things that are all happening at once uh, mm-hmm. in amel- American healthcare. Mm-hmm. We're recognizing that the one-size-fits-all Western way of thinking of medicine is no longer adequate for care. Yep, it doesn't also model everyone, Great. and so that's happening. Mm-hmm. Hyperbaric research is budding. Yep. That's happening. Yep. The accessibility to get into a chamber for things that are not. Um, insurance paid for is happening. Mm -hmm. And people like myself and like you are opening clinics to make it more accessible to people. I'm currently in a $9 million investment round. And one of the things that we did was do a lot of research around capacity Mm and different countries Mm-hmm. have spent more money on their hyperbarics a lot early but yeah i can go
0: into that forever but- oh my gosh right and i and if we have time i want you to because we are so behind here we're so like medicine driven and we're not like we're not holistic driven right and like hyperbaric for instance and i want listeners to to understand this and then i want to go back to your story yeah. but like with diabetic wounds for instance If you have like a diabetic infection, you know, like you could do hyperbaric and save your limbs, you could save your toes, but doctors keep giving antibiotics over and over and over and you have to fail antibiotics like several times before you get in a chamber. And most people don't even get in a chamber and they lose their limbs. Whereas hyperbarics could prevent that from happening.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's less to do with antibiotics and, and more to do with the fact from the very start of people getting diabetes, there's a lack of education. Right. Um, and as far as nutrition-wise, mm-hmm. and um, the antibiotics only treats the acute infection exactly. and not necessarily the systematic problem within the body. But I can go on and on about diabetes Mm -hmm. because we specialize in that in our facility. Amazing.
0: But Um, but yeah, let's keep hearing your story. So you you start doing hyperbaric. You start researching it for your shoulder.
1: um, I looked for clinics in my area. And there are, at the time, there were three clinics in my area. And I, I went to a clinic and the woman that I spoke to told me that uh, if I wanted to come in on a regular basis, I would need 40 sessions and they don't have a payment plan. Yeah. When I didn't even really ask for a payment plan. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, rude. Right. Um, and then when I used her chamber, the experience itself, though it did bring the pain down immediately, um, it was a very sterile medical experience where Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they really cared about who I was at all. They just wanted my money. And after a consult with that doctor, which cost me $350 for the prescription and then uh, $375 per session, I left that day with almost $725 less. And that's only after one session and I needed 40 sessions. So I went to another facility, had a similar experience. And I recognized that apparently hydrobaricism isn't for me either mm. and so it, it was disturbing and so i ended up buying my own chamber um, a hard shell chamber and, right uh, i bought i bought a soft shell it's chamber soft for shell. my house mm-hmm. and uh, an oxygen concentrator and i used it twice a day for 90 minutes a day and healed my
2: shoulder in three months what's right the difference right right between the soft shell and the hard shell for us newbies for, for us newbies who don't know what's the difference between the soft shell and the hard shell
1: absolutely hyperbaric oxygen therapy chambers come in two very distinct categories um, a hard cell chamber and a soft shell chamber soft shell chambers are predominantly made by a vinyl material um, and it's a lot like a looks like a bag that has a metal structure on the inside and it allows you to go to 1.3 atmospheres uh, in a chamber which comes out to be around 10 and a half to 11 feet of diving um, and even that a little bit of increased pressure definitely helps with microvascularization and energy. And so, with a hard shell chamber, the majority of commercial hard shell chambers, like the one you're getting yourself, can dive from that 10 and a half feet down to 66 feet. So it gives you a lot more variability depending on the presentation of the patient and uh, what they need. Got it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So so you bought your own
1: and you I started my own like- and I used it. and And healed um, yourself healed my shoulder Mm -hmm. Talked about it on facebook and then my friend started asking me i don't know you know what this is but whatever it is can you can you tell me Mm -hmm. and so i was like just come over. I lived at the time in East Oakland. I don't, I doubt you guys have been there, but it is, it's a rough place Mm -hmm. and it's an interesting place to come to if you're a stranger. And what was happening is my friends were coming over Mm -hmm. and they were getting this miraculous healing that was was happening Mm -hmm. um, for all different kinds of conditions. Uh, People were coming in for depression, for surgical recovery, for Lyme disease. And then they started talking about it on Facebook and then their friends started coming over to my house. Now I never charged during that time. My only requirement was my, I wanted to be able to talk to them throughout their experience in my little chamber. And what would happen is I had strangers coming to my house, ringing my doorbell Mm -hmm. and using my chamber sometimes seven to 11 in a day. Oh my gosh. Um, And every time I had a new condition, I just started studying Wow. Um, and then I went and then I started looking around for advanced training because I already had my EMT. So mm-hmm. why not? Right. Mm-hmm. I talked to two of my friends and I said, Hey, something weird's happening at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I think we need to really investigate it because you have to understand that. Where I live at the time, it's not a thing that you just go and knock on someone's door. Yeah. But what it elevated to me was that there was a need in yeah. my community and, in fact, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for people to have a different answer yeah. to their health care. Yep. And so wow. that was the curiosity that sparked in me. I said, well, what if I could make the change outside of law enforcement and actually heal bodies, which is yeah. what I wanted to do? Wow. Um, and so I got a little bit of seed money, 40000 $40,000. Amazing. I opened my first little clinic um, not far from my house and that was four years and four months ago. We are now the highest rated facility in the United States. Amazing. Wow. Thousands of patients over 80 conditions that we have treated. And we're in a $9 million investment round with a valuation Ugh. of $40 million about to span across the U.S.
0: Amazing. I love that.
2: Holy cow. Love- Can you explain, like, just for, just for us who are very new to it, how exactly, like, what does hyperbaric oxygen actually mean? Like, what is happening in your body?
1: So many cool things. So <laughs> let's break down the word first. Hyper meaning more. Yep. Baric meaning pressure. And so what we do. And for your listeners who are all new, you probably all have already been in a hyperic chamber. It's called an airplane. An
0: airplane. Ah, mm-hmm. Yeah, we
1: put, you, we put you in a controlled space and we increase the amount of pressure in that controlled space. And what that does is a few things. It takes those oxygen molecules and it compacts more into a controlled space. You have more molecules around you and it makes it smaller. So you're able to breathe in a lot more than you would oh,
2: in a regular pressure. Up to 12 so d- does times. that mean you kind of get that benefit when you fly, or no?
0: No. No, not <laughs> really. No. No. Because, no. because you want pure oxygen and not like the air that we're, we're breathing. And Got it's, it. it's not high more, enough.
1: <laughs> more importantly, we pressurize the cabin in the airplane because um the air up, up into mm-hmm. in the sky is thinner, right? Yep. So we're pressurizing the cabin so that we can at least simulate in a small way the amount of atmosphere that you're used to on on the ground floor the way the way i like
0: to describe it is you're we're literally like turning your body into like a soda can for oxygen like we're Mm -hmm. hyper pressurizing oxygen in your body obviously not to the extent of like you know soda but i i always tell people it's like you're you're turning into a soda can of oxygen and we're just yeah yeah giving you tons and tons of oxygen so, so
1: the, the most important part of hyperbarics um, has a lot to do with where that oxygen goes. Mm-hmm. If you remember in COVID, we had a lot of people with their oxygen sensors on their fingers right. without hyperbaric oxygen therapy, you are normally saturating your red blood cells at around 97 to hundred mm-hmm. percent. But so we're not, so we're not going to do anything more by giving you more oxygen, in your red blood cells that that oxygen actually goes into your blood plasma. So in areas of inflammation where your fat red blood cells can't get in and Mm -hmm. help to oxygenate the area that's inflamed, blood plasma can. So if you're thinking about a concussion or any place where you have lots of inflammation, it's really important to get oxygen in that inflamed area to bring down the inflammation. And that's one of the benefits. There's so many.
2: So does this kind of, does this counteract the view of, you know, I know that there's like some breathing techniques where they want you to have less oxygen and that oxygen deprivation kind of creates like your cell pulling oxygen in more. So is this kind of like an opposing viewpoint? Like, no, we want more oxygen versus some of the breathing techniques where they say, no, you want less oxygen to kind of get your cells more sensitive to pulling oxygen in, or is that?
1: So athletes go into altitude because when you're in altitude, your body believes that you're starving. Like just like if you weren't pressurizing a cabinet in in the, in the airplane. Right. So if your body believes that, oh man, I have to work much harder to get oxygen molecules into my body, it's going to create more red blood cells in your body to catch as much oxygen as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is the theory behind, Um, holding your breath or going up to altitude is that you're encouraging your body to output more red blood cells, right? That's why we try and do blood doping, but it's not permanent. Mm -hmm. It's not a permanent change in your body, right? Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is at the end of the day, um, when you come back to regular altitude or you start to breathe normal, your body starts to slough off those extra red blood cells. The cool thing about therapy therapies, those changes can be permanent. The microvascularization that you start growing in your body, mm-hmm. the amount of oxygen in your blood that helps with your cognitive uh, improvement, those are permanent changes. And yes. so that's why I love hyperbarics, because it's not just about like that minute to minute performance, right? It's what's happening throughout your body? I love that. So would
2: both be just real quick, would both be beneficial or is it that hyperbaric would be better over that?
1: It depends on what your goal is, uh, right? If your goal is quick performance needing to happen in a certain amount of time, uh-huh. both are really great, um, but we're, we're looking to try and make sure that you have that ability for a longer period of time sustained, right? So I always ask people, what are, what's your goal? Got and it, then we try it. and get it to the right thing. Uh, like both are good. It's just all about trying to figure out what you want.
2: Okay, cool.
0: So, what are you seeing and treating most right now when, in your facilities? Like, because a lot of people, they don't even recognize that this exists and how powerful it is. And so, when they start using it, obviously it's spreading into their communities. You mentioned Lyme and you mentioned like brain stuff. Like, what are you mostly seeing and why are these therapies helping these people so tremendously?
1: So, the first thing I like to tell people is that. If you think that we don't have capitalism outside of our bodies, you're crazy. <laughs> our whole body is a capitalist society, yeah, right? Yeah. And we run on cellular cash. And our cellular cash is called ATP. You need two things to make ATP you need glucose, we eat all day, we probably eat too much, right? <laughs> um, and you need oxygen. Mm-hmm. Well, we eat all day, so you've got an abundance of glucose. Let me tell you, uh, COVID's giving me abundance of glucose, <laughs> um, and you also need oxygen, right? Yeah. So, if I can give you twelve hundred times more oxygen than you can bring up on, on your own, we're going to put that to give you and give you twelve hundred times more of your cellular cash. Yeah. And we're children; we use our cellular cash really well. We're like a really well-run city, like. Asheville, Oregon, right? Everyone pays their taxes. Kids run around and they jump off cliffs and they have a knee and they wake up and it's like magically fine with no mm-hmm. scar, right? Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we get older, it's harder for us to utilize that cash. You yeah. know, we turn to D- Detroit, you know, and it's a lot harder for us to utilize that. My wife's from Detroit and she gets mad every time I say that. Um, <laughs> um, so what hypercoction therapy does is it gives you that cellular cash. You become cash rich. And so everything you do in your body requires that cash. Mm -hmm. Me working and talking with my hands because I'm super expressive requires that cash. You nodding in agreement requires that cash, right? Uh So when we think about what are the conditions that I'm seeing, all of them need that cash. Currently, what we're seeing right now is fertility, male and female Mm. fertility.
0: Oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that. um,
1: We're seeing Lyme and we are on concussion standby for, and we were for an NFL team. And right now we're in two for two collegiate teams. So we're seeing a lot of concussion.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Highlight black bodies at rest. Can you explain to me what that means? Cool.
1: Yeah. So I'm black so if anyone right, <laughs> um, right. I know if no way. can see me and I, I'm a granddaughter of Black Panthers. And when I was talking about in the beginning of my origin story around not necessarily feeling seen, heard and taken care of in the medical system, even in the hyperbaric system, I didn't feel like people that look like me were getting the right care. And mm-hmm. we know from research and years and years of what's happening is that in the Western medicine, yeah especially black women are not believed when they're in pain. They're right. not taken care of. They almost killed Serena Williams when she was trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So what we do in our space, it's not just a black space, but what we make sure to highlight mm-hmm. is that no matter who you are, no matter what is happening with you, on average, when you call to make your first appointment or you call at any time, we spend anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes just letting you talk,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: letting you Amazing. be heard because the industry doesn't do it enough they funnel you, you come to our space we call it the house like yeah. you come home you take off whatever is outside oh, in the environment yep. and you're here and your family and we take care of you i love that and what i like to highlight in my advertising is black bodies at rest we mm-hmm. see them too much in a different light yeah. right we see them as either athletes or dead in the street so i want to highlight black bodies taking care of themselves black health care black you know, well care is what we call it. Yes. And so that's what we highlight.
0: And having like Black people have access to alternative health, it sounds like,
1: because... Access and education. Yes. Um, You know, so if if you want to go back to diabetes, you and I can talk about this all day long. I've saved over 80 people from amputation. Amazing. And it has to start... You have to look at the origin story of how they got to where they were. Right. And you can look and see what are the socioeconomics in the area and where they grew up mm-hmm. to get the understanding. Did they get that proper education in nutrition? What was the access points of how much they were able to get healthy food? Exactly, All of this plays a factor into them coming into my clinic and now facing a possible amputation.
0: Right. Well, and as you were saying, too, you know, like having access that is that's so prevalent in poverty stricken areas. And that needs to be changed. Right. And advocated for. And so when people come to you with these issues, how is your clinic like obviously providing hyperbarics, are there other ways that we can support people in these areas and how can we advocate for change?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a longer and harder philosophical conversation yeah. on how we treat minorities in this country. Yeah, But I think one of the things that we need to look at is where you live, which I know there's not a lot of big black communities in Utah, yeah. but what are the major factors that put people into this health risk? Gotcha. Um, And how do we change that? How do we make sure that there are places for people to go out and exercise from a young age? Mm -hmm. Why are we still having food deserts in 2022 when we have Jeff Bezos going into space? Mm -hmm. What is
0: that? Right.
1: How do we make sure that there are job programs that give access to people um, as far as getting education? Right. And being able to get them into systems that get them out of those poverty cycles. Right. And it's very, very difficult because... The money is not interested in doing it. And so companies like mine have to work hard to figure out how we correct that. And how we Mm -hmm. correct that in our place is we subsidize care. And we also get them in touch with physical therapists, occupational therapists, nutritionists to help change. And with hyperbaric oxygen therapy, it's not just about healing your wounds. It gives you cellular energy. So you're going to sleep better. You're going to have more physical energy. Mm-hmm. And when you have more physical energy, it's, it's clinically shown that you'll make better nutritional choices. You will start doing more exercises and you're going to get yourself. It's a, it's a positive cycle versus mm-hmm. the negative cycle. Yes. So getting people into that is huge.
0: I love that. And I want to hear more about your holistic hyperbarics expansion plans because it sounds like you have a very big clinic right now. Do you have multiple clinics? Are they hard shell and soft shell or just like one or the other? What does it look like? Do you have doctors on staff and and how are you guys growing? How are you guys making, how are you getting this to more and more people?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so like I said, I, we are the highest rated hyperbaric facility in the United States, and that's mainly for our patient reviews. And we, we dearly, dearly love that our patients love each other. And part of what's really great about our community is that we have patients that have graduated from our care and still talk to our new patients. Oh, I love so it. we have patients, we have women that have, have their babies now when they were told they were infertile. Wow. They're now talking to women that were told they were infertile and telling them, hey, hang on. Yeah. And here's all the things I did along with oxygen therapy. Amazing. Um, my facility is hard shell only. Um, I like the versatility in the work that I do. Um, we are making different strides here. Currently we are using OxyHealth chambers and that is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be uh, letting go of our OxyHealth chambers and we actually are manufacturing our own chambers. Amazing. Um, they will be available next year. Um, and we have patented technology to work Inside the chamber. Uh, and so we're excited about that. We'll have uh, six mol- uh, monoplace chambers and one multi place chamber in each of our facilities that we'll be opening to. But currently we have one facility with four hard shell chambers. Amazing. We have a naturopathic doctor right now who does all of our prescriptions, but we have to get ready for the end of our investment round, we have two physicians three physician's assistants and two nurse practitioners waiting in the wings to open up our next facilities.
0: Amazing. And where are all your facility? Where's your current facility and where are your new facilities going to go?
1: Our current facility is in Oakland, California, and uh, we're going to be moving out of that facility so that we can start taking insurance via the JCO standard. And so we need to go into a facility that can meet those standards Mm. for Medicare and private insurance. And so we'll be building another facility in Oakland and opening up another one about 20 miles east from that. Um, we also just purchased an oxygen facility. And so we're actually going to be making our own oxygen to ourselves as well as other companies to sustain a vertical integration play across the United States.
0: That is so impressive. Now I want to touch on the health insurance aspect because that is really hard to do because using hyperbaric for off-label therapies and getting insurance to cover that, I thought would be impossible. How did you do that? Were you advocating for that or are things just changing in the industry?
1: No, like, things are not changing. No. Uh, <laughs> tell, yeah. tell me more. Yeah. Let me not draw a fairy tale. Right no. now. Um,
0: <laughs> they are really making it very hard for people to get this therapy because it actually works. And I'm going to be very blunt about that. It actually helps heal people and people that are healthy don't give money to the industry of medicine that relies on sick people. That's just my personal opinion, but sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just like digesting what you're saying and making sure that I'm, I'm here with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this country is built on money, capitalism mm-hmm. yep. and we as a country are limiting ourselves quite mainly because we don't want to pay for Uh, care, right? Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. want to have universal care for everyone. In our country, we only have 14 conditions that are covered by insurance. In the UK, it's over 70.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And you mean covered by insurance by hyperbaric,
1: right? Yes. Yes. Um, And so when you look at like places like Russia, for instance, when there is one chamber for every 60,000 citizens Mm -hmm. here in the United States, there's one chamber for every 275,000. So we have an issue around getting this medicine to everyone across the United States. And I'm hoping that my company is going to work to um, to change that. But more importantly, I don't see us changing or expanding our use cases that is cleared by insurance, mainly because we don't want to pay for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the FDA has openly acknowledged that there is clear research for like things like stroke and things like concussion that has clear, clear research that it does good for people. But I don't see that changing for for insurance now for private insurance. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit different. If you can work with a doctor to show justification in the use, most insurances will cover things um, like uh, memory care and concussions and strokes. And so there are some ways around it, but it is very restrictive. Mm -hmm. And the best thing we can do is make sure that we keep our prices, our cash prices, available for people to still access the care we haven't taken insurance yet Mm -hmm. we're four years in and we're only cash pay and people people pay it we don't have a problem with it we do want to make it more accessible so that when we have diabetic wounds and things like that people can access with their um their insurance
0: Hey you guys, Unique here. I wanna quickly announce that we finally did it. Provo Health finally moved to their new location and after two and a half years of waiting, our hyperbaric oxygen chambers are finally gonna be up and running and we can't tell you how excited and how hard this journey has been to get them up and running again. So. Because of this dream finally being realized, I want to remind you that we also offer ozone therapies, blood chem analyses, hair analyses, the compression boots, and Flopresso. But for the month of February and March, you're going to get a 20% off discount code for select services. That code will be in the show notes, so make sure that you take a look at that and you use that code to your advantage as we celebrate this new grand opening and new chapter of our Provo Health Clinic.
2: What would that look like? Like, what is an average session or how long is somebody in the, the chamber for? Like, what does that look like? What can people uh, expect? For a diabetic patient? Oh, just, I guess, I don't know. Is it different for a diabetic versus a normal person? Like how long you go in the chamber and what happens? And Sure. When
1: you come in, the first thing is we send you a welcome packet. And our welcome packet is about 10 pages and it welcomes you into our practice. It introduces all of our practitioners gives you all of the resources to contact us and tells you how to prepare for your very first visit. A lot of people don't know of all the things that you need to do to prepare. Like, you know, stop drinking carbonation at a certain Mm -hmm. time, stop drinking caffeine. Mm -hmm. uh, Don't smoke cigarettes before you get in. If you're taking hallucinogenic drugs, stop that. And so all of these rules, we make sure that people follow them and then we also send them their forms. Once they've completed their forms, they come in to come see us And uh, they come in and we give them a instructional video, which goes over the process of how they're going to feel when they get inside of a chamber. Mm -hmm. What you have to do as practitioners to people that don't understand the medicine is you have to relate it to experiences they've already had. So we talk a lot about the airplane experience because they've already been in an airplane. Mm -hmm. Well, what do we we really want out of an airplane experience? We want first class. And so we're telling them, unlike you getting on Southwest, this is a first class experience there's pillows, there's blankets, there's all these things that are going to make you feel really comfortable in our space. And when you go onto our website, or you go onto our Instagram, you can see that we really go out of the way to make sure we care for people. Mm-hmm. And when they get into the chamber, and we close the door, the, it feel you feel a little bit of pressurization around you, you have to clear your ears. Um, inside the chamber, we have a pamphlet, which Shows them how to clear their ears, different ways to clear their ears and also cool things for them to do inside the chamber that is chamber safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people just go to sleep and uh, we check on them and we, through our protocol, depending if they need air breaks or not, we work with them for that. And then we take them out and we have a recovery area. When our recovery area has infrared recliners. Um, Amazing. And they get, they get a whole spa treatment after. So that's that's how it's wow. do
0: Oh Wow. And if you don't mind me asking, because I bet people, there's probably thousands of people listening now and they're like, I need this. How much is a treatment? How much does it average in the industry now?
1: It's kind of all over the place still. It depends on where you go. For instance, when I went to the facility in uh, San Francisco, it was over $300 for one session. We keep our prices down to $220 for a single session. And then we have packages that make it more affordable Amazing. that bring it all the way down to 150 if you get 40 sessions.
0: Amazing. So for new listeners and for you, Alex, uh, I got into hyperbaric therapy because my husband had stage four colon cancer. And as you know, cancer and like radiation and chemotherapy, when you compound it with hyperbaric, like the, the tissue decay decreases astronomically and people recover a lot better and they heal faster. And just for anyone out there that's listening, I am not saying hyperbaric cures cancer whatsoever. I'm just saying it helps support the therapies. And so that's why we bought our first hyperbaric chamber uh, was to help him through his treatments. And so the benefits of this versus like having to go to Mexico to use it, because a lot of people that had cancer would fly to Mexico and spend like $40,000 for a month to use hyperbaric chambers and to do their therapies there and to you, you know, do all these other off-label treatments. So the fact that you are opening up clinics that can help people with everything that you've mentioned, infertility and cancer as well, is phenomenal. And it's, it's heroic what you're doing and how you are putting this on the map to help people in an extremely, extremely effective way. Because like I said earlier, hyperbaric oxygen therapy is so underrated, so underrated. It's an extremely powerful therapy. It helps with so many things and it's not talked about enough. And so if you don't mind me asking, how are you getting the word out more? Is it just word of mouth? Is it the podcast that you're doing? And how can we as listeners and people help get the word out as well?
1: Primarily, Uh, Most of our patients, we don't really, we don't advertise, Mm -hmm. Um, and so ours is referral or organic search through Google. Amazing. Um, And what we really worked hard to do was to write down patients' experiences. Mm -hmm. So just like you gave the disclaimer of like we're not curing cancer again. We're right. not curing the cancer here, right. but what we are doing is giving a better quality of life yes. to patients who have experienced radiation and cancer, and it is synergistic with all of these therapies that help heal the body. And so when people start to hear that your friend who was sitting next to you during chemotherapy and now has gone through radiation and has this breast tissue that's basically about to fall off, mm-hmm. but then went into a hyperbaric chamber for 40 sessions. Yeah. And now has regular skin without that radiating pain, without that burning sensation and is able to move her arm and actually go back to the gym and do all those things. People really glob on to that. Right? right. And we get calls all the time just asking if our if our success is real. And the best thing that we can say is that it's different in every person. But mm-hmm. if you're consistent It's just cellular cash. The more cash I can give you, the faster you're going to heal. Mm -hmm. Your only limitation in life and healing is how much energy you have to do it. Right. Right. Uh, So
0: one of my questions that I get a lot of, and I'd like to ask you is a lot of people are like, okay, can I just do one treatment a week and be done? How do you, how would, I know (laughs) your face right there is like, no, you can't. And, and so I want to give my spiel, but I want to hear your spiel, Alex, because you're like the pro at this. You're like top dog in this industry. What I normally tell people because a lot of people are like, can I just do one session a week and it's going to help me with all my things? And what I say is, if you go to a personal trainer and say, I want to win a bikini competition, but I can only work out once a week, how do we make this happen? It's not going to happen, right? <laughs> and so can you explain to people why when we do hyperbaric oxygen therapy, people need a lot of sessions to do these really like transformative healing processes
1: in the body? Well. Um, you can't go to the gym once and lift a lift a weight and then become a bodybuilder. Right, it's not how that works. Exactly. Right? When I was an Ironman triathlete, I did not become sponsored from doing mm. one race. Yep. It was it was me getting up at three forty five in the morning every day, putting down mileage on my mm-hmm. bike every day. Right. Yep. And hyperbaric oxygen therapy, just like saving money in your bank, mm-hmm. is all about the cumulative effect of how much yes. oxygen you can repeatedly surmount on your body. Yes. Your body starts to adapt to the amount of oxygen or the amount of oxygen you don't give it, right? So if you're going up to altitude or you're practicing your restrictive breathing, your body is a constant adapter. Right. So if you're giving it more cellular cash, it's adapting to be able to spend it wisely, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't get your body to adapt to any new environment or condition without a constant source. Right. And so what we tell people is what is your goal? What are you interested in? What do you really want to do? And if you mm-hmm. want it, go and get it. And if that means that you want to be an elite athlete, yeah. go get it, girl, go get on that. Right. If it means that you want this transformative experience, you want to save your limb from amputation. Yeah. You want to help your body recover from breast cancer. That's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take sessions. Now on the flip side, if you're just about maintenance and general mm-hmm. wellness, and you just kind of passive recovery, once a week is once fine. Once a week is
0: perfect. But if
1: you're trying to do real transformative healing through hyperbaric oxygen therapy. It's all about surmounting that amount of cellular cash.
0: I love how you describe it that way. It's so beautiful. I want to go slightly off the health and wellness topic, but you have a really interesting thing to say on the fundraising phase of your company. Some crazy things happened. Uh, Do you mind telling us about that? Is that a little off topic or?
1: I never thought that I would be doing more than one clinic. Yeah hell, I didn't think that I was going to be doing this. I thought I was going to be working as a law enforcement officer in my community, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and working a blue-collar job, doing my 30 years, retiring, and traveling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that all changed when I got this hyperbaric chamber. Mm-hmm. And so now that we're here, we've seen thousands of patients. We're four years in, right? We're the highest rated facility in the United States. It's time to grow, and we're thinking about this vertical integration play where we not only supply our own oxygen, and we make our own chambers, but we also do the hyperbaric care, and Mm -hmm. we spread that across the nation. That's Mm -hmm. our platform. We need money to do that. And so right away, we identified that we needed $9 million. so the first thing I wanted to make sure to do was that my community was involved in that fundraising. Mm -hmm. Are you guys aware of the accredited investor system?
0: No, no clue. I don't even know. Great. You're about to get super angry. Um, So
1: um, let's go. When you raise money more than $250,000 in your company, you are required to only take accredited investors on an accredited investor is a person who makes Two hundred thousand dollars a year, or makes three hundred thousand dollars a year with a partner, or has a million dollars of wealth not in their primary residence. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know those people. Mm. Those are not my people. They're maybe a very small percentage of my patients, but they're not who I grew up with. They're not my aunt. They're not my mom, who are my barometers in life, right? Who are very successful women, but don't have that kind of wealth.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, right away, I was recognizing, wow, here's a system that's only allowing people who have money to make more money and the people who don't have money to not make money. Right. Yep. So when we're thinking about how does this disenfranchise whole swabs of our world, I don't care what color you are. This is discriminating against a huge amount of people in our, in our country. Yeah. And this was, um, this is enacted in 1933. So you have huge amounts of Americans that can go to the casino and put your life's money in a slot machine and you have the odds of a lotto, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, nine... $29 Twenty-nine million to one that you're actually going to make some money, right? But if you invest in a business like mine that's been around for four years plus, mm-hmm. you have a sixty-seven percent chance of getting a return and then some. Yeah, that's not accessible to me, but I can go play the lotto right? Or I can, right, a, or I can go to the casino. This is it's, crazy. It's only accessible and, to the
0: elite. Wow, that's mm-hmm.
1: amazing. So, that's unbelievable. Yeah, so I was infuriated, and we ended up like almost firing our securities lawyer because he was like, "You need to just have accredited investors." And I was like, wow. "No,
0: wow,
1: find me a different way." And and so in night in 20, 2014, mm-hmm. the Obama administration enacted um, the Jobs Act. Thanks mm-hmm. Obama. Um, which allows companies to um, raise up to only $5 million from unaccredited investors through a fundraising platform um, like WeFunder, which is what we are using. Mm -hmm. And so the hard thing about WeFunder, they're great, but they do take a percentage of what you raise, just like in Kickstarter, but we're not doing a product. We're actually just having you actually invest in our company. And so we're working hard to make the equity happen because we have – Lost, like the credit investor system, which doesn't allow people to get out of the socio-economic situation they're born into, go all the way back to the people who were in these diabetic wound situations. Mm-hmm. If generationally they were allowed to invest in companies, even in micro investments, who knows? They could have been out of their system of poverty and in different situations, yeah. right? Yes, and so. How do we keep people down? We don't allow them to invest the way we let rich people invest. And so that's been a huge mission of mine in this investment round: is let's make it available for everyone. Now yes. I have accredited investors who invest in me, and I have a huge swab of unaccredited investors, mainly patients, mm-hmm. who are also investing in my company. And so it's been a long road. Amazing. Our company had to get audited to get onto the platform. Wow. And I recognize that this law was enacted in the 1930s because. Back then, you had these fly-by-night companies taking advantages of t- taking advantage of people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then people would then have to get on to social systems, and the government's like, I don't want to pay for all these people, which is a whole different conversation. Yeah. But because of these systems, you look and see of all these generations, uh, my grandparents came to the West in the Great Black Migration in the 1940s. Maybe they would not have to have leave Alabama and Mississippi if they were able to surmount intergenerational wealth. Yes. And so in spite of that, they were entrepreneurs, they were Black Panthers, they did Amazing. everything they needed Amazing. to do to give me where I am right now to do what I'm doing. Amazing. But it was in spite of those systems not working for them. So I'm hoping as we continue to make sure that we talk about these systems and make things available to people, mm-hmm. that we can change it Yes. And yes. That is. I, that is. You're it
2: is. a little bulldozer. I know. Isn't is she amazing? <laughs> so great. <laughs> That's just so amazing. I think if we, we like ever the, need anything like done, like <laughs> if, if we need somebody pushed around a little bit, or we need uh, someone on our side, like, we're gonna call you. We're gonna call you. <laughs> <laughs> call
0: me. Call so, me. So I have a question (laughs) because, because this, this industry is going to explode. Like you are, you are the trendsetter. You are the the pioneer for this and you're, you're crushing it. There's going to be like, and I'm even thinking for myself and have goosebumps because we're opening up our clinic in spring of 2020. Is it 22? Yes. Next year. Wow. What year is it guys? (laughs) And you know, we're going to be starting up our clinic and what if I want to start another clinic and I want to use your chambers? Can people reach out to you and be like, hey, I want to open up one of your clinics and I want to use your technology? Do we have access to you to like partner and be like, let's make this explode across America. Let's use Alex Williams systems. Let's use her chambers. Let's use her oxygen. Like, can people do that?
1: Yeah. So, um, we have a patent at the patent office right now. Um, and so I'm not ready to talk about it freely um, on the recording, but I'll talk to you after about it. But, uh, to answer your question, our chambers will be on the regular market and they'll be on the market just as regular chambers, or you can also use our system in the chamber. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that more later. But, um, part of what I do right now is I'm actually traveling to clinics, around the country i've been in idaho i've been in montana i've been in oregon and washington in delaware um, and in mississippi to help people actually open up clinics and i help them with protocol and i help them with hyperbaric safety one of the things that happened to me really early was that when i started my clinic no one talked to me about the different agencies that govern Mm -hmm. hyperbarics like the nfpa the national fire protection agency and how that governs our chambers, how we pipe things. And because I didn't know about it, my, my business was shut down in yeah. its first year mm-hmm. by a very smart fire marshal. Mm-hmm. And so part of my job going around the country, consulting with people and helping them set up their clinics is making sure, Hey, have you thought about all of these things? Yeah. What is the insurance you're covering? Yeah. You know, and that's what I asked you when we first got on, what chambers are you using? Cause I'm always fascinated now. I'm like, What are people doing? There's a lot of chambers in this country that are not FDA cleared that people are using in their clinics and it's catching up with them. And so part of what I do right now is I consult, but we will start franchising our business once we get to seven locations, because I think it's not just about me owning them. It's also about people having their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And part of the ownership that we'll be looking at to do is having a turnkey experience where we have all of your higher higher level medical directors and your nurses that are supposed to be on staff. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that we have uh, the insurance whole thing wrapped in for you, so you're not having to go through that gauntlet of going from yes. a wellness clinic, which is a lot more casual, mm-hmm. into this more serious medically compliant clinic, and mm-hmm. so. I absolutely do think that this industry is going to get bigger. I try not to say explode because we all don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, That's such a terrible hyperbaric joke. Oh my God. <laughs> but the only way that we help it to get bigger is if we are all compliant, yeah. if we are all working in the same yeah. direction, if our, um, a big thing that I'm huge on that if you ever want to be a part of is I have many clinics working together on the same protocol. I love it. And so then we can start to aggregate our data and push the FDA to cover more things. Oh, my God. We can build these case studies oh so that God. we can say, hey, FDA, we have a thousand women who are getting thicker uter- uterine linings mm-hmm. that are helping them implant their eggs and they're getting positive pregnancies.
0: I have goosebumps. Can we talk about it? I have it's Goosebumps. So
1: the oh only God. way we do this is if we work together. And right now, yes. because we all know the wave is coming, everyone's in their own silos mm-hmm. and no one wants to share. Yeah. And, and everyone thinks that they're going to be the one. And I'm like, we're, there's so many people in this world that if I started a clinic right next to you, which I will not, there are so many people that we would be full right yes. next door.
0: right? 100%. 100%. And I think
1: that we need to get out of these silos and understand that, There's so much good to be done. There are over a hundred conditions that we can help Mm -hmm. and there's no reason for us to be working against. We should be working together. Each other. Greed is really dictating the -hmm. fact that we are not helping each other and it's starting to change and, I I work a lot. I'm heading down to Long Beach this weekend to help uh, set up a clinic in Long Beach. And then I head to Idaho. So it's, um, it's a lot. And I'd love to come out and see you guys too.
0: I would love nothing more than to like meet you in person and like Oh my God, because you are seriously this powerhouse in this industry. And I'm so, so, so happy that we've, we've had your time and we've been able to like stand in the presence of this like giant, like soul that is doing this really massive work. So thank you. Thank you for helping get hyperbarics on the map because I I couldn't do that. I've been drowning for the past few years and you're doing it. And so I'm going to be looking up to you and probably calling your team and being like, Hey, we need, we need some Alex help here so thank you for like just like snow plowing into this and just like paving the way for so many people because because we need this like we need hyperbaric and i just want to tell people this isn't a rah-rah for me but two years ago a government agency shut down our clinic and we hired lawyers and we have spent like probably 20 to thirty thousand dollars on lawyers just talking to this government agency back and forth back and forth negotiating for two freaking years and there were so many times where i'm like you know what fuck this. I'm done. Like, I don't want to open up this clinic. I will just sell these chambers. And I kept going. I kept, not because I'm not like rah-rah me, but because people need these therapies. Like I want my, because there's so many cancer people that follow me because of my husband's story. And Alex, you don't know this, but he passed away three months ago today. And so, But the therapies help people so tremendously. And I just wanted to keep going because people need this. People need the help. People need the healing. They need the support. And so I kept pushing and hemorrhaging money so that we could open up these clinics to the public again. Because there are no clinics out here in Utah County. There's only one in Salt Lake that has heart shell. One, one, I think, in the entire of Utah. Maybe two. I don't know. But we need it. There's two. Oh, you're telling me there's Mm -hmm. two. So there's two. So Um, we're going to be the third,
1: you know, and we need more. We need 20. You know, I mean, it's it's um, I'm so sorry about your husband. And I think that, you know, this country is really governed and it is ruled by pharmaceutical companies that are disinterested in actually healing people. A hundred percent. Keeping them at the the status quo. Um, The cancer industry alone is disgusting. And I think that there is so much to be done with holistic care. Mm -hmm. I am always in awe of people who can break through Mm -hmm. and I'm interested in regulation as long as it makes sense. And when it doesn't make sense, we need to fight against it Yes, because we get one life. I don't believe in reincarnation. And when you're, if you're in heaven, if that's even a thing, you're not here. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't take charge of your life Mm -hmm. and how you live it, you've got one shot at this and you've squandered it. And so that's how I live my life. Um, And you should feel proud every day that you fought for your husband and you're fighting for this clinic. And as long as you're doing things correctly, you should be able to open your clinic. It's all about how you say things. We have the, we have the
0: approval. It's, it's, it's happening now. And we like, we're literally building a unit. We're literally building the clinic around the hyperbaric room. And like, and it's, Oh my gosh. It's costing an arm and a leg to get everything like in the right regulations and the right, like from the right rooms to the right doors, to the right temperature regulators, to like to all the of these things, of the to the thickness of the walls and
1: where the fire extinguisher
0: is. Oh my God. The, the right kind of like oxygen pipes, like the med gas stuff. Like it's, it's insane. It's insane, you guys. And it's freaking worth it because at the end of the day, I don't care about money. I care about people healing and I feel like that's you. You just want well, people to get better.
1: And I just want to say that, like, that safety regulation is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. There are people in this country, unfortunately, who are using hyperbaric chambers right. in their homes mm-hmm. or in their facilities that aren't doing those those things. Right. I think as you and I talk about how, like, hyperbarics is about to get larger, mm-hmm. I'm also very worried about the proliferation of yeah. hyperbarics. Can we just look at what happened with cryo, right? Yeah, yeah. If we actually read the research on cryo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we would have understood that the proper timing of cryo is everything. Yeah. And you see, cryo took off around 2009, 2008, right. soared. Mm-hmm. You started seeing them everywhere. Right. But no one looked at the research. We started to see people that had frostbite, mm. people that had issues with their hands and nail beds. And largely, if you're not doing it at the right timing, you're using a lot of cellular energy to get back to homeostasis in your temperature versus using it to cool down and bring down inflammation. And my worry in hyperbarics and why I work so hard and why I'm traveling around the country and I'm talking to people on podcasts is that if we don't do the right things, Mm -hmm. if we don't take those extra steps and make sure we have our piping right and our walls thick and all of those things and a catastrophic event. Happens in this country, they're going to shut down everyone. Everyone's going to be shut down. Yep. There are places, there are countries in the world hunt. Mm-hmm. that do not have hyperbarics, yeah, because yeah. there have been catastrophic events. There yeah. are places, there are incidents in, in China where eight people died in one chamber. Wow, right? Um, because of because of a pocket warmer, right? Oh my gosh, so there are reasons why we have these regulations, mm-hmm. and part of the like I'm happy and it is proliferating, but I want people to use it. With the right training yes. with the right security personnel there mm-hmm. and are doing everything to keep everything above board so that we can all expand together and this all goes away the minute that somebody with a chamber that's not fda cleared right. or someone with no training does something and someone dies in that chamber i joke about explosion but it's real yeah. it's all done for all of us yeah. and so yeah you toiled and Darn it, I'm going to too when I open up my facilities that are going to take insurance, yeah. but I, I'm hap- happily mm-hmm. will spend the money yes. because that keeps my patients safe and yes. keeps Hyperbarics moving in the right direction in this yep. country. It protects the
0: movement. It protects the people. Yep, I, I 100% agree with that. Alex, you are wonderful. You are a force for good. You are a powerhouse. And we're so grateful that like earthly angels, like you exist and are pushing this mission forward and preaching about the, the incredible benefits of this therapy that is so underutilized in this country. And hopefully with your hard work and dedication, we're gonna hear about you more and your clinics more and this therapy more and more and more in, uh, more clinics. So thank you for your time. How do people find you? How can we get more Alex in our lives?
1: <laughs> As my people say, come see about me in Oakland. Um, I'm in Oakland, California right now, but I'm bouncing around the country all the time. Mm-hmm. Best way to follow us is on Instagram at a uh, holistic underscore hyperbarics Perfect. or our website is hh-usa.com. To take a look at us. We put blogs up all the time and uh, we just uh, landed one of the football players at Cal. And so awesome. um, we're around and after our investment round, you'll see us in a lot of different ways. Heck um, yes. Yeah.
0: That's so great. Alex, you have been phenomenal. Thank you for your time. And listeners will get you next week. Thanks for listening and uh, talk to you guys soon.
2: Thanks, Alex.
0: Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast.